You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Well, this is the finale of the love series as well as the Jesus culture. Um, It's been an amazing, insightful um, series and I have been blessed a lot. Um, It's really, really, really opened my eyes to a lot of things and I can't be the same, but to live the Jesus culture. And I so think that you and I, uh, by the knowledge of the truth we have, have the responsibility to exercise ourselves in and with the truth. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Now, the word be not conformed is the word suske. Matizo. It actually means to fashion, to pattern, or a mold. So, do not fashion, or do not pattern, or do not be cast in the mold of understanding of this world. The word world is the word In other words, it means this times or this age. In other words, the activities going on around these times. Okay, so Satan is the God of the world. The activities, the value systems of the world or the value systems of these times and Uh, This age. So, do not fashion your understanding or pattern your mind or cast the mold of your understanding to this times or this age. Okay? All right. But be transformed. Be transformed. Metamorpho. That's the word transformed. The outward reflection of what is inside. Okay, so there's all already the nature we have, the nature of God we have inside. So we should renew our mind by the word of God so that we will reflect the nature 
that we have been made already inside. So we must renew our mind in the understanding of God's word. Not according to the pattern or the fashioning or the mold of this world, of these times or this age. Okay, so that's very key. The word transfigured was used in Matthew 17, 2 and Mark 9, 2, where Jesus was transfigured, what we normally call the Mount of Transfiguration experience. Okay, and the disciples he went with saw Jesus in another light, in, in glory. Okay, and that's exactly what happens when a believer renews their understanding with the word of God and lives according to God's pattern. Okay, so they live the life of glory. They live the life that shines forth just like God. Okay, 2 Corinthians 3, 18 actually speaks to this. But we all with unveiled face, and I love the word unveiled face because if you read 2 Corinthians 4, which is the next chapter, Apostle Paul speaks as to how the God of this world has blinded the minds of understanding, okay, of the unbelievers, and they are veiled in their understanding. The gospel is hid to them. So what it means is that they cannot understand, but we have been giving understanding. So when we look into the word, which is the mirror, okay, that reflects the glory of God, we are transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Okay, so as we look into the word, you can see that Apostle Paul speaks clearly to saying that beholding, beholding as in a mirror. And when he was actually speaking also in Romans 12 too, he said, renewing your mind, renewing your mind. So you can see him continually using the continuous tense. So you don't stop renewing your mind. How do you renew your mind? With the knowledge of the word. So what it means is that you must continue continually be looking into the word beholding yourself in the mirror and in the mirror the image you have there is the glory of God for which you have been created so as you continually look into the word into the mirror and in that the image in that mirror is the glory of God you are transformed into that same image from glory to glory. So you see, the day you stop looking into the mirror and your attention goes into the mirror of the world, you will see another image. And the renewal goes to the opposite. So you'll be fashioning your life or your pattern of thinking to the world. 
And that's why it's so difficult when you have Christians who don't continually study the word. They cannot live consistently the glorious life for which we have been called to live. And so they are Christians all right, but in their thinking, it resembles another, which is not their image. But the one who continually looks into the mirror grows as such, graciously, gloriously, just like the image of the mirror in which they are looking into. So there's no way one is transformed that you cannot see. It must show outwardly. It must show outwardly. And that's why the, as people of God, we should not give our mind to the devil to use illegally. There should be a continual renewing of the mind. Anakinosis. Total change, which is very similar to the new birth. And then we change our minds, our understanding, our reasoning. The word loose. How we understand issues will be very different. Our perspectives will be very different. I mean, the fact is very clear. That when you know the word of God, you see that the way of the world is very different from the way of the Lord. Whilst the word tells you to give, the word always tells you, the world will always tell you to receive and hoard. And you have more value. But the word of God always tells you to give. And in you giving, you have more value. That's why he said it's more blessed to give than to receive. He's not actually saying that <laughs> uh, when you give, um, you will receive more blessing or something. That's not what it actually means. No. He says you are more privileged. Because in this kingdom, the one who gives service, the one who gives sacrifice, the one who gives themselves is the one that has more value. Rephrased in my own words, this is how I put Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not adapt to the things around you, but be changed outwardly by the life of God, which is inside you, by the total change through your understanding of the precise, accurate knowledge of the word. Let me say it again. This is how I rephrased in my own words, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. 
Do not adapt to the things around you, but be changed outwardly by the life of God which is inside you. By the total change through your understanding of the precise, accurate knowledge of the word. Okay, so you can realize that the world has a system of thinking. But when you know the word of God, it changes your system of what thinking. Can't you realize that even if you look at something like fashion, how the world creates, the one who is creating that fashion has a certain mindset to seduce. So you see that almost everything now opens and reveals the private places of both male and female. Why? Because it is meant to seduce men or expose the cleavages of, 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 of women and to give it top. They give it to top people in society, influencers, to adjust your thinking. So when you see people that are your role models in society, people that have a lot of uh, uh, wealth and, 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 and a certain status in, in the world, when they wear them and you see it, you are like, this is what is invoked. And then it begins to adjust your thinking. And then you begin, you begin sorry, to adapt to what the world is thinking because that's what they make you feel is the best. Is the best. Is the best. So their design is affectionately towards the devil. Whilst everything that we design is affectionately towards God. And so when we talk about will, it's the same way. Telesma means design. God's design. The devil's design. So, when somebody creates from God, their design will be according to the design, to the will of God. When somebody creates from the world, their design will be according to that of the devil because he is the God of this world, the God of this age. So, Christianity is not a zombie thing. It's something that you have understanding to and then you know who you are and when you have understood issues in the right perspective of God, you make a decision by your human will moment by moment to do what God wants you to do. So, number one, you have been introduced to a life and there's 
power available to live that life. You seek for the knowledge in the word that is giving you. And by the knowledge, you make the choice of renewal of mind to judge every matter and every situation according to the pattern for which the word gives you. So God's word is a re-education of my entire set of ideals. When I look into the mirror of the word and I seek to know, it re-educates me how I may have been brought up in my back, from my background, the kind of movies I have watched, the kind of school I went to, and what the teachers taught me and brought to my understanding, all of these things set my mind towards a certain um, a vein, so towards a certain mode. But then when I understand the word of God because I've gained knowledge in the word, it changes my perspectives. I'm re-educated. My set of ideals begin to change. My value systems begin to change. Praise God. What we don't understand is that man is a product of influence. You see, when you were born, you didn't bring any information into this world. Every information, every knowledge you have is a how you were brought up. So it's your parents who actually gave you an idea of what you call good, what you call bad. Most of the things that you call your preferences are the things that you learned from them. <laughs> Do you realize that sometimes you find yourself singing songs that you've never learned. Because subconsciously you've been listening to them. You've been hearing them. <laughs> and then all of a sudden. You find yourself singing. And, and you're you are like. When, when did I learn it? Because in your environment. So many things come to you. Uninvited. And if you're not careful. By the time you realize. They have an influence on your thought pattern. And that's why a Christian must continually feed on the word and understand that salvation eventually affects your whole being. That's why James 1.21 says, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. In other words, I choose to lay aside. Or filthiness. Why? I see whatever it is as filthy. It does not belong to the pattern of thinking and conduct for which God has given me. And I see it as an overflow of wickedness. Not good. And therefore, I lay them aside. So I have come to the reasoning, to the understanding 
that this is not good. And therefore, in my approving of things, I disapprove that. And I approve that which is right. Why? Because I have received with meekness the implanted word of God. The word that corresponds with my nature. So I have an innate idea of what is good. And so my spirit bears witness with the word I'm hearing that this is the life I am to live. And he says, it is that word that saves my soul. What is in my soul? In my soul is my will. In my soul is my mind. In my soul is my emotion. And so he says, these three begins to subject themselves and they are saved from danger. The danger that the world's thinking pattern produces. You understand that? So when we talk about spiritual growth, spiritual growth therefore then is a change in conduct. You can't change your lifestyle. No. You change your thinking. And your thinking now affects your lifestyle. Anywhere you see somebody behaving in a certain way is because they think in a certain way. So the word of God changes your thinking and then you see yourself living it. Praise God. So I change my thinking by the word. By now you must know that when we talk about love, love is not what romance. <laughs> so for all this while, what the world has shown you is that love is romance. No, love is not romance. The world sees love as what you receive. In Christ, love gives. How can I love a woman or a man who does this to me? That's romance. Or that's sensual love. So anyone who speaks like this is always thinking about receiving. How can I show love to this guy who does this to me? So they are looking at what they are receiving. But if your mind is renewed, you know that in Christ, love gives. So whilst they are giving hatred, whilst they are being frustrated, they are giving love. They are giving kindness. They are giving compassion. So you can see that the emphasis in the epistles is not receiving blessings from God. Nope. If you carefully study the epistles, you realize that its emphasis is not receiving blessings from God. As a matter of fact, if you look for prayer points in the epistles, you will just find about one or two 
that is looking to personal needs. All the rest are love for one another. And it looks to you giving. Romans 12, 13. Giving to hospitality. He said, Romans 12, 13, let me read it. Distributing to the needs of the saints. Giving to hospitality. Romans 15, 27 teaches us to minister unto them in carnal things, in material things. 1 Corinthians 16, 1-12 speaks to giving to the poor. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders in the churches of Galatia, so you must do also same. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 also speaks to love giving away. Galatians 6, 6. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches the word. Galatians 6, 10. Do good to all men, especially those of the household of faith. Ephesians 4, 28. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Philippians chapter 4, 12 to 19. It's all about giving. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. By Christ Jesus, it's all about giving to need. Colossians 3, 7 to 14. 1 Thessalonians 2, 9 to 12. 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy 6, 17 to 18. 1 John 1, first, sorry, 1 John 3, 6 to 18. Acts chapter 4, verse 11. Acts 20, verse 35. It's more blessed to give than to receive. So you see, all of these verses, verses, sorry, are speaking to giving away, giving to others. If you look at the epistles with regards to prayer, it speaks more to praying for others than for self. Romans chapter 12 verse 12 was praying for Paul. Romans 15, 30 to 31. Was same. First Timothy 2, 1 to 2. Praying for all men. All leaders. <laughs> Ephesians 6, 18. Praying for all the saints. Colossians 4, 2 to 3. 2 Thessalonians 3, 1 to 2. Philippians 1, 19. Colossians 4, 12. You know, I mean... And if you see, you will realize that Ephesians chapter 1, um, um, I mean, all of these were speaking to praying for others. Anytime Paul will start his prayer, he says, I've been praying constantly for you since the day I heard of your salvation. I do not cease to pray. So you could see that it is always giving to others. Either giving them spiritual things or giving to them 
carnal things, material things. So it shows that we must begin love in the basic things. In our giving of material things, in our giving of prayer. So you give people who offend you material things. You forgive them when they offend you. And you also pray for them. There's no way you can hold grudge against somebody you pray for. That's why in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4, it talks about love suffers long. When we talk about the fruit of the spirit, which is love, you see endurance. You see faithfulness. You see um, um, kindness. You see gentleness. You see self-control. All of these are things that you give to others. If you look at even Noah, in the days of Noah, can you believe Noah, who was favored of God, those dispensation was also the dispensation of grace. He preached the same sermon to the same congregation for 120 years. The same set of people. They did not change. He kept preaching until the event of the flood happened. If you see people who are Christians and, and they are me, I don't go to church, there's so, there so much offense, it tells you who they are. They don't understand the love. And that's what the local church does. The local church destroys pride. It makes you accountable to authority. And it also destroys selfishness. Because others are going to make use of you. That's why love has more restrictions than actions. Love restricts your actions that make you act. Observe these basic things. Learn to resolve issues quickly. Learn to resolve issues Quickly. Reduce hurts in your words. Don't wait and postpone your forgiveness so that you don't allow the devil to fester your hurt. No. The 
The moment something happens, learn to resolve it quickly. Don't let the sun go down your anger. You know that. Reduce hurts in your words. Let your words be seasoned with salt. Full of grace. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But that, that is necessary for edification. That you, you may impart grace to your hearers. Your words must be a blessing to others. Bless people with your words. Elogize them with your words. That's what the word blessing reveals. Speak well of people. Don't talk down on people. It's not smartness. Yeah. When we were in school, it was, it was some of those things you learn as the wisdom of the world. I mean, you just talk people down so that straight away they will lose their confidence so you can always have confidence over them and make them feel small every time. It is the wisdom of the world. It is evil. So you shatter the confidence of people and in their eye, you are the big one. And some of these things, we have still brought it into Christianity. And it makes us feel good. No, it is the fashioning. And the mold. Of the understanding of this age, of this world. Pray for your offenders. Pray for your offenders. Don't pray in tongues when you are praying for your offenders. <laughs> when you are praying for your offenders, pray so that you hear yourself saying it. So you are speaking to your mind, you are speaking to the fabric of your being that this is the decision I've made. I have let go. I love him. I don't care how much I feel hurt. It's my feeling, but I know I love him. I care about him. I pray that God continue to bless him. May God take him out of anything that will destroy him. Speak it out. Hear yourself saying them. And saying them will take the pain out of you. Don't let the devil keep you down in that place of bitterness. It's a killer. Believe the best of people. Believe the best of people. It doesn't matter how many times they have erred. How many times they have missed it. Don't label them. Don't call them names. Don't tag them with what they did. Don't always look at them and tell them, as for you, you would amount to nothing. As for you, you don't know anything. 
As for you, you can change. These words should not come out of your mouth. James 3 tells us that out of the same mouth flows blessings and curses. And it says, for you, it should not be so, my brethren. Believe the best of people. Anytime you're speaking, you can rebuke people, but don't condemn them. Don't make them feel they cannot change. No, that's not the way God sees anybody. God believes in all of us. While we were yet sinners, he commended his love towards us. And he came to die for us. So he believes in the worst. Believe in the worst person. In that company. In that community. In that vicinity. Let them see somebody believes in them. Somebody has hope in them. And when you do that, you are injecting into them that same power that is at work in you to work in them. You are extending the same mentality. That's the way it works. Overcome evil with good. Don't succumb to evil so you pay evil with evil. No. Overcome evil with good. This is the life we have been called to live. And I have this wonderful love confession for all of us. And we are together going to confess this. And we'll be confessing this for a long time. Until it becomes our lifestyle. We live, we think it. It corresponds with our nature, wherever we go. This is the brand of the believer. That's why Jesus, anytime he speaks to love, he will say, when you do this, people will know that you are my disciples. Men will know that you are the children of your father. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, your love. That they may glorify my father who is in heaven. Your father, sorry, who is in heaven. So this is our brand. This is what we show to the world. This is what we have that the world don't have. You want to say this, these after me. Say the love of God is my nature. I am God's workmanship. His son and a seed in Christ created unto good works towards others. In this, I walk in love. I imitate him. I am just like my father. I am patient. I am kind. I endure long. I am never envious of anyone, nor boil over in jealousy towards anyone. I am not boastful towards others. 
I am not rude, nor do I dishonor others. I do not insist on my own rights because I am not self-seeking nor selfish, not always wanting to have my way. Hence, I am not stubborn, but kind-hearted. I put others first before myself. I never find excitement or joy at injustice, but only when truth arises and prevails. I am capable of enduring anything and the conduct of others. Because I am born of God, I am ever ready to believe the best of every person. My hopes about others never weaken under negativity and unforeseen circumstances. I cover multitudes of sins of others. I am never quick to expose, judge, or discuss others' faults. These traits are natural to me. I never fail in my love walk. I win all the time as I walk in love as God loves me. It's been wonderful. This is you. This is your reflection. This is what your mirror. This is the grace and the glorious life we live in Christ Jesus. Nothing more is valuable or expensive or worth, has worth, sorry, than this. This is our life. And I pray that nothing attracts you better than walking the love life. It is your brand. Thank you so much that you've been there throughout these series. I believe strongly that God has impacted you by his word and your life can never be the same again. Go and show this brand to the world. This is the believer's love life. You are blessed on every side. Bye-bye. Glorious grace at the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth. <laughs>